Peace and blessings, everybody. You are listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Greek. And why is it so easy to kill people, yo? Well, in a television sense. Uh, just, Just follow me. I'm watching Power, right? And I am ecstatic that this is the last season because I'm tired of the fuckery. This nigga Tommy and Ghost are serial killers. There's no other way to say it. And it's looking like they're able to just go around and parade and just shoot whenever, wherever, and nobody ever arrests them. Now, that brings me to a story. I have a friend of mine that, um, that one day, this was during the hurricanes, uh, there's a hurricane that happened on Long Island. I, f- I forget the name of the hurricane because at the time, uh, I want to say Sandy, uh, I was in school in upstate New York, so I didn't really get to, I didn't really get to feel the effects of the hurricane as all my friends did in Long Island. But as the story goes, there was a friend of mine that was chilling with a friend of his and they were going all around Long Island just stealing shit, right? Uh, they were taking guns, they were taking electronics, uh, anything they can take their hands on. So, to celebrate, they decide to steal some duchess, right? Uh, they go get the duchess, I mean, and now they have enough duchess probably for like three years, right? Or their super smokers are probably for three months. But they were victory duchess. They just got finished committing a number of crimes with pretty much no pushback. So during a hurricane in the rain, they're sitting in the car with the Duchess. Now, prior to doing so, they put the guns, the electronics, uh, the clothing, they put all that shit up. They put that shit in different types of houses. So just in case niggas got pulled over or whatever, they would have none of the merchandise in the car. But they kept the Duchess because they were victory Duchess. Very similar to when you won a championship. Uh, as they were smoking, getting blooded, whatever have you, a police officer rolls up behind them. Knocks on the door, like, hey, what's up? What you guys doing out here, man? It's a hurricane. Why the fuck ain't you guys inside? You know, they're speaking, whatever have you. But what wound up happening is one of the people that were that were uh, committing the robberies gets out the car and starts booking it, right? They get the fuck up out the whip and they get the fuck out of here. This is a story that I was told. So, in doing so, the cop was like, hey, uh, what the fuck is this? Why is he running? It's a hurricane. Nobody wants to run in the rain. Would you guys like to step out the car? So they step out the car and they see 400 years worth of Dutchess in the back seat of the car. Which was crazy because they just were told about a robbery of Dutchess at a gas station two minutes away. One of my friends wound up doing, I, I believe he did six years in prison because of that. And I say that story to say this. How is it that from happenstance, my friend does six years in prison for stolen duchess, but ghosts can be in an unmarked SUV, crash into an ambulance car, and then open fire in broad daylight after there was a police checkpoint of not letting anybody of not letting anybody out the building how is it that with no mask tommy can go into a penthouse suite on the fucking penthouse floor all you need is the empty back door and you can go over to a spot with no mask with 
a gun that nobody owns on the East Coast and fucking open fire all throughout the apartment and the authorities aren't alerted until hours later? How is it that Tommy has the ability to break into apartments, kill witnesses, shoot them in the head, and not even throw his clothing away? How? This man has a record. I am tired of the fuckery, son. Like, these niggas just walk around with impunity, and it's like they're diplomats or some shit like that. Why can't they be touched? How is it that these niggas are just parading around, shooting anybody and everyone? Your man ghost is choking niggas out with a tie in parking garages, and everything is all good. That shit is pissing me off. You know what I'm saying? And what's worse is now we're in positions to where I don't even think that um the lawyer is dead. That fucking show is so fucking annoyingly written. I believe that tomorrow, although that uh, Jay Ferreira went on Twitter and uh, thanked the Power fans, I think they're going to fucking have a scene to where um, Tommy and Ghost wake up from like dreams in separate beds. Like, um, like, KD, like, they, like KD did in that uh, Gatorade commercial when he just popped up from a bad dream. And I think that nigga's still going to be alive, son. Because you have to always remember one thing. Um, the dude that played Turtle in Entourage, uh, Jay Ferreira, the lawyer in Power, uh, had a white daughter. Now, it's bad enough that they killed Holly, which is a white woman. It's bad enough that you watched another white woman OD. But a white woman child? They, there's no way that Power, or there's no way that Star is going to allow uh, a white child to be an orphan on their program. Because they'll get canceled. Like, come on now. We know what's going on with these white women out here. As soon as you put a white woman in any type of impending doom, pretty much everything goes away after that. So, but, you know, let's, let us let me get back to the point. I go to Ballers, right? I'm like, you know what? I just watched an Hour of Power. I'm pretty much just watching it just dissolve because I'm, I'm very happy that the show is starting to conclude. Let me go on to Ballers, another fucking stupid-ass show that became stupid over time. They didn't, they couldn't just stick with the game plan. Uh, Spence was a fucking broker. He was a financial consultant, and his job was to make sure players didn't go broke. How, in five years, he starts to own a team when he was flat broke asking niggas for $2,000 in the first season is beyond me. But uh, one of the running backs... uh, that were in the show. Uh, he was a semi-prominent figure in the show. He's chilling in the club after getting cut by the Chiefs. He's sitting down with his homies. Got some strippers. They claim that there's no section. But they also claim that it is a section. But they claim that it's a private party. Which one is it? You know what I mean? What they also claim is that all the women in the strip club are for them. Which also makes me laugh, right? So a guy just walks out of nowhere, walks past him, says some bullshit to him. The running back gets up after getting cut. He's like, yo, who you talking to? I'll fuck you up. I don't need no gun. And some backs out the hammer and shoots him in the fucking chest. And he just dies. And that's just the end of the episode. And my question is, I've gone to dive bars where there was security that pat you down. I've gone to... I've gone, I've gone, I've taken my little cousin to bullshit Sweet Sixteens where there's uh, security. How is it that a millionaire can rent out a club for a private party? Somebody sneaks in with the hammer on their waist and shoots him. I'm tired of television. 
That's why I just watch things that's conversational on YouTube because all this shit is some fucking bullshit, son. I'm getting sick. I'm getting actually tired. Like, everything is pissing me off. You, you, you know what else is pissing me off? I fucking read somewhere. Do y'all know that, um, that, that terrible black woman that she, she just don't got the eye on the prize, the Candace Owens, uh, the quote unquote political activist? Uh, are y'all aware of what she said? She said that white supremacy and white nationalism are not a problem. I just couldn't understand what the fuck you mean. Whenever you get a group of people to have groupthink about what they hate, and then you arm those people with hateful ideologies that's specified towards another group of people, but the group of people that you're arming with hateful ideologies are the majority in the country, how the fuck is that not dangerous to everybody that's around? I don't even understand how these people are getting famous. How how was people like Candace Owens famous and I'm not? What the whose dick does she suck? Because at this point I don't even understand. What I also don't understand is how it was declared that the Black Panthers were the number one threat to society and just a group of black people in California. But people that pretty much run middle America or forming groups to do actually hateful things like that El Paso shooting. And it's just all good. And this white and this white woman. Well, she's not a white woman. This fucking bitch ass lady can just sit here unmarried for a good reason. Cause I'm looking at the picture now it says Miss Owens. Why the fuck would you marry a woman like this? And this spew hateful rhetoric. Let me quote her real quick. She said, if we're going to have a hearing on white supremacy, we are all assuming that the biggest victims of that minority are Americans. And presumably, I'm sorry, and presumably this hearing will be to stop that and preserve the lives of the minority Americans, which based on the hierarchy of what's impacting minority Americans, if I had to make a list of 100 things, white nationalism would not make the list. Now, as I said before, if you arm a group of people that or the majority in the country, then that group of people can go on to have careers to spread their message. Those group of people can become cops, they become lawyers, they become judges, they become doctors, they become dentists, they become fucking principals of schools, they become every single thing that that can impact your life in a direct fashion. So when she says that, if she lists, makes a list of 100 things that's impacting minority Americans, but the things that are impacting minority Americans are decisions that are being made, are decisions that are being made by higher ups. Then wouldn't that mean that the 100 things directly are influenced by white supremacy and by white nationalism? I wish I can be there at these meetings so I can look at this woman in her face and throw chapstick at her. Instead of throwing fucking tomatoes, I'll throw chapstick. Because I hate women with ashy lips, especially black women. Yo, how your lips ashy, man? Come on now. The ash shows with our skin. That comes along. Yes, we don't sunburn. But the fucking chap, the chapness of the lipsington can just be so visible. And you just, you just can't get that right. I want to keep going on with what I'm seeing here. But if you guys want to know what I'm talking about, go to, um the daily beast.com slash uh Candace, Candace owens to concrete to congress white supremacy because now that i'm doing this show i'm starting to become more politically inclined and if this is the shit that people are being said and actual lies are being spewed 
and two months after the El Paso shooting, that was a direct effect from white supremacy. How she can just say that little things like um, stop putting fathers in the black home and there needs to be a demand of God, religion, and shrinking government. And white supremacy and white nationalism is not a problem that is harming black America. What else is harming black America? What else? Just because it's not people with fucking leather vests on or people with Ku Ku Klux Klan fucking hoods walking in front of the fucking cribs and all that shooting niggas up and hanging niggas up all, all over the place does not mean that white nationalism and white supremacy are not affecting black America because there's nothing else that's impacting us. You know what I'm saying? It's just more cerebral. And I don't, like, this shit just got me upset. You know what I'm saying? But I know I don't usually start my shows this way, but this shit just really just got me, uh, like, I don't understand how women like Candace Owens and women like Tommy Lauren or even um, Mark Furman, if you're not familiar with who I'm talking about, uh, the cop from the OJ trial that was dead wild on minorities and got tapes saying all kind of slanderous shit about Spanish people and black people and all that type of shit. You know what happened to him when he stepped down after the OJ trial? He fucking got a book deal and became a millionaire. Like, I, like this is the shit I'm talking about. White supremacy and white nationalism is all amongst us, and we need Killer Mike. I said this shit fucking yesterday. I'm going to say this shit today. If some way, somehow, somebody can split this audio up and send it to Killer Mike, Killer Mike, I would love to speak with you, and I would like to talk to you because we need a plan of action. I have no idea how Tommy Lauren and Candace Owens have such a broad voice for just spewing just fucking lies but meanwhile you just get a netflix show and you just get to talk on fucking revolt summits that shit is not the vibe i'm not feeling that shit at all i need a break usually i ask y'all niggas if y'all need a break but i need a motherfucking break i need to get some water hold on give me a sec let me get some water one time have y'all drink have y'all drank any water yet um by the time this release this is gonna release before noon y'all know that uh water helps increase the metabolism so for all you chunkies out there you guys need to do the right thing get some water in your bloodstream you understand all right pretty sure y'all got a drink just like i did let me get to an email i'm just getting upset i'm flustered i am fucking flustered i can't i can't understand while i'm flustered let me um let me get this ad give me a second do 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 this episode of the good brother experience is brought to you by the good folks at soul deep socks soul deep socks is the new gold standard of luxury footwear when it comes to fashion too many people underestimate the importance of their socks your stride should tell a story when you walk this is where Soul Deep Socks comes in. I personally like the Picasso and Navy Flamingo. I actually do. Them shits is fire. And yo, uh, I'm not going to say a name specifically, but the people of Soul Deep Socks, stop being fucking cheap. I, I done did this shit like five weeks in a row. Send those Navy Flamingo socks, man. You know what I mean? Or send me the Picasso ones, whatever ones that I didn't get. Send them the other ones. Stop acting like that. Anyway, there's other... There's over two dozen styles to choose from. In fact, if you sign up for their monthly Soul Club, you'll get two fresh pairs of socks sent to your doorstep every month. To show appreciation for listening to the Good Brother Experience, all listeners get 10% off their next order. Just use promo code TGBE at checkout. That's SoulDeepSocks.com, where unique artistry and quality socks meet. 
And that's not a lie, man. I fucked around and uh, I got the Navy Flamingo joints. And I'm going to make an announcement. You guys got to send the other socks or else. I'm coming through with terrible energy. And there's going to be some people that's going to be in danger if y'all don't send me those other ones. Yo, stop acting like that. I know you hear me, my nigga. Once again, I'm not going to out you. We had an incredible conversation between the two of us. I deserve that other pair, bro. Stop acting like that, son. I fuck with the chamomile soap. I'm not asking for a goddamn gift package. All I'm asking for is another pair of socks. Stop acting like that. I'm trying to be smooth. I'm trying to be where unique artistry and quality socks meet. I'm not going to be unique and qualified unless I get that other pair, my nigga. Anyhow, now that that's out the way, got to make sure you get to the sponsors, right? Um, I'm going to get to an, a few emails and then I'm going to conclude um, the episode because, as I said before, I want to start October off fresh. So I want to make sure I leave no one hanging. So in the meantime, let's go to this email right here. White women in college. Yo, Reek, call me T. I will do so. College was flooded with white women. Why is the white kitten forbidden? You know what we was dealing with on campus? Great listen. Your podcast keeps me from choking the white man at work, T. Now, T, that is not your real name. I know who you actually are. And I know where your attractive value system lies. You are a man that frequents the white woman. And I definitely understand. And although usually I was slurring to you, I'm going to be incredibly serious with you. The reason, quote unquote, T, that... Uh, the white woman is forbidden is because you you're always at the mercy of where the white woman is psychologically and what I mean by that is if she's in a good mood then it's all good but if she's in a bad mood she can ruin your life worse than an MMA fighter can MMA fighters can fuck up your life maybe put you in physical therapy but white women can actually kill you and they can kill you in multiple ways the same way earlier how i said that um there's no way they can allow a white woman be an orphan uh, unless it was annie when i was talking about power whenever you're dealing with a white woman you have to you have to put yourself in a position to where you're at her mercy psychologically so if she feels like saying something that's inflammatory about you it's going to go up by 10 because it's a white woman that said it also uh, I'm not going to say this is on a grand scale. I'm going to stop making jokes. But what I will say is that in the past, when I've dealt with white women, their showering method doesn't mirror that of someone who I would like to frequently have sex with, especially if I'm taking that condom off. Now, I do know that you have a white baby mother, and I'm sure because she dates you that she's clean. But Along with the fact that the methodology of the shower methods are in question, um, when you're actually getting to know a white woman, right, and you're actually in a space to where you guys are uh, sharing rhetoric with one another, and you guys are building a very base and sound communication just so you can procure the kitten and she can feel comfortable because, as I say always, it's all about consent. And as you're making her feel comfortable with you and as you're starting to feel comfortable with her, the conversation, there's a gap in how you communicate, right? There's certain slangs I like to use. There's certain colloquialisms I like to use. And 
if I have to constantly explain what I mean, or if whenever I'm speaking, there's a certain level of uncertainty because you're not really familiar with the language that I'm choosing to use at the moment, or in the act of me and you speaking to one another, I'm flailing nigga all over the place. And then it's going into race questions like, yo, why do you always got to say that? Or even worse, you deal with a white woman that pretends to be down and pretends to be understanding, but then she starts asking you questions little a little about your lifestyle. That shit is fucking whack as hell. Like when I, when I'm speaking to a woman that I'm trying to engage in coitus with, it, brings me satisfaction and it raises my attraction level that whom I'm speaking with can identify with my circumstance and that can identify with who I am as a person not just as a man but as a person and the makeup that comes with that comes with being broad-shouldered and black and with white women you just can't share that it's kind of like fucking a hungry hungry hippo type shit and I mean you just doing the matter of fact it's a terrible analogy i was just watching a hunger hungry hippo fucking commercial late at night so my fault for that terrible analogy uh when you're speaking to a white woman it's almost as though like you guys are just grasping at straws and you're just hoping that something connects you know what i mean and um if, if you talk any type of physics class energy cannot be created nor destroyed you know what i'm saying energy not cannot be manifested it can only be uh what is it it can only be it cannot be it cannot be created nor destroyed it can only be maintained some shit like that and yeah i'm just trying to maintain the energy you're not trying to manifest or create the energy you're not trying to destroy the energy you're just trying to maintain the energy and the energy with the white women as in regards to engaging in sexual coitus teeters a little bit only because of the cultural differences of how i see the world and how they see the world so this is why the white woman is forbidden hopefully i answered your question if i did not email me back uh let's go to another email this is a semi-long one which is cool with me hey reek first off i want to say congratulations on starting your podcast started listening to Human Women Hitters Club last year, and I really enjoyed the insight that you gave on the show. Well, thank you. The structure of your show was really good, and I can tell that you put a lot of time and effort into developing it, so kudos to you. I really did, so I really appreciate the fact that you can identify that. You're also nameless. Um, Trinity. Okay, I won't say your last name, but you did title this email Uncertainty, so I'm pretty sure after you give me these compliments, you're about to tell me some nonsense. Well, not nonsense. You're about to tell me something that's probably staggering. The last 10 minutes of 3.3, shout out to you for listening to 3.3. If this is the first time you're listening to me, go back to episode 3.3 because it was, as the white woman would say, a doozy. And 3.3 really resonated with me, especially since I'm going through a similar freight, a similar phase. I was about to say phrase. I got to stop trying to speed read. A similar phase in my current life. I graduated pharmacy school last May. Oh, congratulations. And I have been able to find a job and I've been unable to find a job since then because the market is currently saturated. Now, with pharmacy and your name is Trinity, so I'm going to take into account that you're probably a woman. What I beg of you, due to the fact that you're saying that you're struggling to get a job, is do not just wear the lab coat, wear some uh, some rising uh long as hell stockings those sequin stockings some heels in that goddamn uh that red navy hat or the hat with the red cross that looks like a beret or whatever the fuck that shit looks like 
and start stripping. You know what I'm saying? You you don't got to go out like that. You don't got you don't got to have the the naughty Halloween costume. You know what I'm saying we're going to be in this together. But let me uh get through the rest of this email here. It's really discouraging to go through all those years of schooling and rack up so much student loan debt just to be stuck almost two years post-graduation. I found myself constantly saying, what was the point? What is my purpose? And I don't have answers to any of those questions. Well, your purpose isn't stripping or uh, doing something that's of the exhibitionist type of lifestyle. So as I said before, we're in this together and I'm going to help you get through this. And I don't have the answers to any of those questions. To sum it all up, being an adult is unadulterated garbage, and I wish I can get a refund on this nonsense, LOL. I don't really have any question to ask you. I just wanted to reach out and say that you being real about what you're going through lets me know that I am not alone in how I feel, and it's really reassuring. I'm ready for your success, and hopefully you are able to capitalize off of this, because finding your purpose and being able to make a living out of it is such a blessing. Keep up the good work. Well, Trinity, I'm going to... With that being said, because that was beautiful, I'm going to let you be the last email of the day because I'm going to be doing this shit every week anyway. And um, this is what I would say. And I'll start off with just telling you a little bit about myself. I am definitely in a place to where I went to school for years. I got my degrees. And what I'm $49,000 in debt for, I am not using it. Uh, it's almost though I wasted time. So I definitely understand. Now... The reason why I really want to concentrate on your email is because you did something that was so direct and your career path was very linear. So it appears as though that you went there with a mission. Me, I was in school. I just hope something worked out. I didn't even do no internships. But for your uh, schooling to be so concentrated, usually people do what you did in order to make sure that they didn't have to be in a place of uncertainty. But yet and still here we are. Yet and still, you're pondering of getting those uh, high white uh, stockings that are sequins and red pumps and the red cross and the white hat and probably that shit that dentists wear uh, to cover themselves from SARS or whatever have you and removing your clothing for 10.99 and we cannot have that. I won't have that for you, Trinity. And just to go back to myself, the reason why I'm doing podcasting. Above all else, and I don't even have a real job right now. I'm not even going to lie to you. I do odd jobs every day to make sure I can maintain rent and my bills and maybe some sneakers here and there. And the way I am, I'm a terrible saver of money, but I can make a certain amount of money last for a certain amount of time. And that's important because how my lifestyle is right now, I don't lose any money and I don't make any money. I pretty much have a certain amount of money that I'm in and out with day to day just to make sure I can stay afloat. And the reason why I'm podcasting is because one, I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Two, this is the one true thing that I love to do. Like if there was a group of people that wanted me to come to Connecticut to be on their show, I will probably do it. When I was in DC, uh, my mans, I, I I can actually legitimately call them homies. Uh, they do a show called The Most Known Unknown. Uh, my man Fule hit me up while I was out there in D.C. going to the African American Museum and asked me to be on the show. And I said, cool, these are complete strangers. But I have this thing to where I refuse to fight black people and I'm not afraid of black people. So even if you are a complete stranger, if you want me on your show, I'm, I'm pulling up. 
And I'm saying all this to say that throughout all of my life, schooling, uh, doing stuff that's social, uh, all the states I've been in, all the countries that I've been in, all the hobbies and interests that uh, I really pretty much had, but then they start to die off. Podcasting was the one thing that I really came into my own and I would do anything for it. And I would spend any amount of money just to do it. I don't know where the show is going to go, but it will be great to be paid to do something in this realm of speaking or creating or creating topics or just doing something to entertain the masses. Because I know in the black community, uh, they say that there's more to life than entertainment. But what if you feel like entertainment's your calling? And it's not because I didn't want to become a lawyer or be someone in the pharmaceutical realm such as yourself or to be a doctor or maybe be a producer of shows, maybe be a director of shows, uh, maybe be a fucking used car salesman, whatever. But every time I did something, and I'm job poppy, I've had a trillion and one jobs, I never felt at peace. I feel at peace doing this. So as you said, I hope this works out for me. What I would say for you to do is, although you're in this place of uncertainty, what is the one thing that you love doing no matter what? No matter how menial somebody tries to tell tell you that it is, whether it's making puzzles or uh, putting together puzzles or doing hair or maybe you want to be someone that creates perfume or maybe you paint, maybe you draw. Uh, If it's not something that's creative, maybe you're incredibly good with numbers, so maybe you can be an accountant. Just something outside of what you want to do and um i know i said i was going to do this before but i just want to briefly touch on i'll go more into into it tomorrow about uh performance variance uh there's something that is referred to as performance variance or practice variance now when researchers look to get conclusions based off whatever they're trying to theorize you can pretty much come up with denominations about anything that you look for but in this particular instance, uh, a study was done with people that are in the circus or the gymnasts that are in the circus that be on the rungs or doing the flips or the people that make the Tetris pieces on one on another. You know what I'm talking about when niggas be sitting on top of each other's legs, or whatever have you. And whenever they put their muscles towards something that was concentrated, uh, there was more injury. But the people that were maybe the black, the backflip people. Yo, go uh, practice on the rings. Or the rings people like, yo, go practice tumbling. Or the tumble people, yo, go practice, uh, get your flexibility up and practice being able to hold three people on top of your calf muscle. And what they saw was with the variance of what they were practicing, there was less, they were less prone to injury because the muscles were being used in other facets as opposed to it just being so concentrated. Same thing with children that are in AAU. If you're paying playing three games a day but all you're doing is focusing on basketball you wake up you're you're just shooting jumpers uh you're just doing suicides and everything just your calf muscles your quad muscles your shoulder muscles uh your goddamn biceps whatever have you your clavicle your abdomen but you're not doing anything uh with any type of variance to it everything's being so concentrated at one point in time everything snaps something's going to be injured But if you was to not be so focused on what you're doing and go into other spaces, maybe that will wake you up. So 
what I would suggest you do is something that I started to do is, you know that book that everybody's telling you to read? Go read it. When you're on Eventbrite and those events you would just dismiss because you're looking for the turn up, go for the event that you wouldn't usually go to. Go see the movie you wouldn't usually see. Watch the channel that you wouldn't usually watch. Watch the TV show you wouldn't usually watch. Uh, go on YouTube and watch the interview that you usually wouldn't even want to listen to because you think the artist is stupid. And what you're doing is you're putting yourself in a position to where you're multifaceted. And when things aren't so concentrated, that's when you'll have your eureka moment. I didn't think I would do podcasting. I did podcasting on some on some luck shit. And now I'm in a position to where I get a thousand people. One thousand people are doing what you're doing. And that's listening to me talk. So. Give yourself an opportunity. I don't know how adventurous you are. I don't know how spontaneous you are. But what I will say is if you open up your uh, your internal cupboard and you allow more hobbies to be placed into your cupboard, I am more than certain that something is going to pop into your mind, the light bulb is going to hit, and you too will have your eureka moment. I feel as though that my path is podcasting. And I know this is going to take me to great places. And as I become better as a speaker and better as a podcaster, I know that you guys are going to be on my side. And Trinity, I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. And the rest of you guys that feel like you're uncertain, just like I am, uh, we're going to get through this together on some whole G shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we ain't going out like that. We ain't going to have these jobs to where if you catch the flu for two weeks, you're going to fuck around and lose your job just because you got sick. We ain't going out sad like that. And you ain't going out sad like that. Leave those red pumps alone. Don't put on that fucking, uh, that SARS mask. Know I mean? Leave that white hat with the red cross alone. Do not start stripping. Stay patient. Try to find something in your field. And if not, find the field of study or the field of work that you want to work in. And email me back because I want to know what the fuck is going on with you. 3.3 was like two or three weeks ago, depending on when you're listening to this. So I want to update. Fucking email me back. And with that being said, that's going to conclude 5.2 of Reek Week. And I'm saying I'm giving you a motherfucking podcast every day because why would you have Shark Week when you can have Reek Week? Because I'm just supporting as a shark is. And Big Ellie did a song based on sharks. And if Big Ellie can do a fucking song based on sharks, then I can have my own week because fuck that shit. Um, smooth announcement. Just something real quick before I let you guys go. If you're listening to me on SoundCloud, I appreciate you. If you're listening to me on Google Play, I appreciate you. If you're listening to me on Spotify, I appreciate you. If you're listening to me on CastBox, I appreciate you. But 90% of you, because I have the analytics, listen to me on the Apple app, on the podcast app. I need you to leave a rating, leave a review. Get me more lit so I can get advertisers so I don't got to do no other shit by doing GoFundMes and all that type of shit. The white man will pay me. I just need y'all to get me lit. So with that being said, please share the show. Um, Go on my IG, go on my Twitter, retweet what I'm tweeting, repost what I'm posting, and we're going to get lit together. You know what I'm saying? I'm the people's podcaster. And with Unity and with Sound Logic, we will get to where I need to get to. Uh, that's going to conclude the Good Brother Experience. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And enjoy the rest of your day.